Hey, hey, family, welcome back to the Sport Milk Podcast. I am one half of the dynamic duo DJ, and I got my co host, Big Mike. What's up, man? DJ, things are great. How's it going today for you? Everything is good, man. Everything is good. Uh, I see we on the docket. We got the last of us. Yeah. Uh, and I know you're working your way through the games right now. So spoiler warning for anyone listening to this episode, we're going to talk about last of us. Uh, and we're going to be spoiling a few things for the show Quite or for the games. So if you, you don't want to listen, you know, go ahead and listen to one of our other awesome podcasts. But, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you got a lot to choose from. So go back and listen to one of those other ones. But uh, we're going to be talking about The Last of Us, the games and the show. But let's start off with the games first. Uh, where are you at with the second one? Actually, I finished it the other day. Okay, cool. I mean, it was awesome. Um, You know, it's kind of crazy because when something is really popular, it's tough to not get spoiled, especially if you're curious because... I had I will I will admit spoil milk family. My cousin DJ is a strict game player. He has integrity. He has guts. He has courage. Me on the other hand, if I get stuck, I will shamelessly I, and I hang my head when I say this. I will shamelessly con- consult the Oracle, also known as the YouTube. <laughs> the YouTube. Out how to get past this monster, or past this level, or past this trap, or past this puzzle. DJ has more integrity for that, and he doesn't consult the Oracle, but sometimes I will consult the Oracle, and when consulting the Oracle, sometimes you get spoilers. I love The Last of Us, number one. I thought it was awesome. I was consulting the Oracle one day, and I accidentally saw something on the screen that let me know that my favorite character in the show, my favorite character in the first game was not going to be long for this world in the second game. So I went into Last of Us 2 knowing (laughs) that the boy Joel was not going to make it long. Uh, I was disappointed. And I was like, man, I can't believe I bought this game and I found out my favorite character is not going to be in it. So my expectations were low. But I and I had also heard some other will say controversial things about it, but it was a good experience. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking to go back and do the new game plus. I would like to add this to my platinum list. Um, I'm very proud. I think I have seven platinum trophies on. on That's just And for for those who don't know, that might not sound like much, but seven is pretty huge on PlayStation. Platinum means you've gotten every achievement on it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I will say this, right? Like I'm right up there with you. I'm at eight with platinum, but it is so hard. I tried to platinum out the last of us. And this is like one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Don't include. And I, I know a lot of people in, in they share the same sentiment, right? Don't include uh, platinum trophies or achievements you have to get, whether it's Xbox or PlayStation that are online based. Because, like, I don't have, honestly, I don't have the time like I used to have, man, you know, to get all these online achievements. I don't want to, I want to play the game itself. Now, you know, that lets me play it when I want to play. And then also you got issues like servers going down and all this other stuff. Uh, But I am going to let you down a little bit here. I'm going to tell you. I usually don't go to YouTube, but I had to for God of War 2. Ragnarok, I had to. For God of War Ragnarok, just because 
I was trying to fight all the berserkers. And it's like, you know, you got to fight three of them or two of them at a time. And I defeated one of them where I had to fight two at a time, right? Uh, but actually, both of those, I, I the, the guy who uh, who conjures, like, those poison dudes, uh, you know, the other, the poison, uh, the, the poison randos, he conjures, I beat him, and then the twins, I beat them. But then it's like another berserker uh, landmark where it's three of them. I'm like, I can't, I just, I, you know, I tried it like a hundred times. I got frustrated. I was like, all right, I need to know what to do. So I went and uh, found out what type of armor I needed. I was like, oh, I didn't even know. I didn't, I overlooked that you can buy this. So uh, that's Oracle on that one. Then. Yeah, I had to, I had to, right? Like it, I had to swallow my pride. Just, Cause you know, you, you know me, man. Usually I just grind it out. Like with the Last of Us, I'm I'm just grinding it out. I you know I do my best to find all the the little hidden items. Yeah. Uh, like the first God of War, you know I beat uh, Sigrid and all the uh, all the Valkyries without any help, without looking on YouTube, without looking anywhere. Beat them all, got all that down. Got all the Ravens without going on YouTube, just looking around, making sure I was looking everywhere. I'm you know. That's how I. That's how I usually do it. But this one here, I was like, no, I just don't have the time. So, uh, good on you for beating The Last of Us too, man. That's that's a. Now I have my favorite part. What's right? your favorite part? Then I'll share mine. Well, my my favorite part has to be in the basement of the hospital. Oh, that, yeah. That's it. I was like guessing. I was guessing we were, we were about to hear a shout out to the Rat King here. Yeah, yeah. Look. <laughs> That part was so eerie. It was just, man, it's like, you know, I watched a video of it, uh, I, someone playing through it, I guess about a month ago or so now. Yeah, yeah, it had to be about a month ago. And I guess I totally blocked it out of my mind how terrifying that was. Yes, because that, if they do that scene, right, without going into what the Rat King is, right. I don't want to go into it like it, because, I don't want to spoil it that bad for somebody, right? If they do that scene, uh, any justice in the show, man, that is going to really mess some people up in the head. It really is. I think so too. I I, I definitely think so. And I prefer this this newer uh, type of special effects. You know, mm -hmm. we we all were fascinated with industrial light and magic and all the computer generated effects. But I've seen a couple of clips and they've shown the makeup artists who show the tickers from the show. And the it's click, yeah. It's right, and it's basically just latex and makeup. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's a regular guy wearing some kind of crazy leather suit or latex suit or whatever. And I hope they use that kind of thing for the technology. For the, I mean, that kind of makeup effect for the Rat King. Because to me, that just looks more, more realistic. I mean, not saying that Thanos didn't look like a real eight-foot-tall purple guy and, you know, all of these computer-generated effects. And we've gotten to the point now that you can't really tell sometimes where real life ends and CGI starts. Mm -hmm. I would kind of like to see them go with that more realistic way to kind of give us the Rat King. But, yeah, that's a... I was guessing you were going to say that part. That's a very intense part. And... That kind of saves way into my favorite part of the game, and it's not one literal part, but it's kind of, I guess, like the tone of the story. All right, so for the 
I, I guess to take a page out of your book, not to spoil it too much, we're introduced to a cabin to a character named Abby early in the game. Oh yeah, okay. And I basically hated Abby with a passion. <laughs> so there's a point at the beginning where you play as Abby for a little while. Then there's a point, what would you call it, halfway or halfway closer to the end, maybe, that you take over Abby again. And mm-hmm. when I took over Abby for the second time, I'm, I'm like, man, why are they making me play with Abby? I can't stand Abby. She's the villain. But as you learn Abby's story, yep. it sort of gives you this whole different interpretation of her. And the whole thing of this this second game is the good guys and bad guys switch. switch. Yep. It's pretty much up to your own interpretation who's the villain and who's the hero. And I thought that was interesting. That was very good storytelling. Generally, I think the storytelling was better in the first game. But that whole dichotomy of which side do you choose? Who was right? Who mm-hmm. was the protagonist? Who was the antagonist? You know, I really think that was the best part of the game as far as, you know, how you really get to look at at both of these women who had their own motivations who had their own reasons for doing what they did, both of them driven by revenge. Which of them is basically which which side are you going to choose? And I thought yep. that was that was pretty cool as far as, as, far as the storytelling of, of this game versus the first one. The first game is pretty much straightforward. It's pretty linear. Mm-hmm. And the big thing that happens at the end that pretty much determines the plot for the second game. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. It's not, you know... Uh, I know during the time that it, it first released, uh, it was a lot of controversy about, you know, different story elements, different uh, identity politics and whatnot. Uh, but when you kind of pull that stuff back and you really looked at the subtle nuances of the game, it's a, I mean, you know, it is a triumph in storytelling, right? Yeah. Now, now the thing is that handicaps it is the way that that story is laid out. Right. Uh, they, they did a switcheroo on us. Yeah. <laughs> where, yeah, because Joel was the main character of the first game. I think right. you play Ellie sparingly, and yeah. then you play her in the uh, DLC. That's the only time you really play as Ellie. Uh, but for the most part, you play as Joel throughout the game. Uh, and going into the second game, like everyone knew like okay you're gonna play as ellie but most of us assume you'll play as joel as well uh even though the rumor said that joel wasn't gonna make it out the game uh which you know spoiler warning he doesn't (laughs) he doesn't make it out the game at all uh and and then you know they but but doing that they set up ellie i mean not ellie but they set up abby in such a way where you're not rooting for her in the beginning like you, you you hate her in the beginning and this storytelling elements that you can use to put people in that place of confliction earlier in the game which i think would have would have driven that game like if you started off the game from the perspective of abby with everything that happens right not knowing what's going to happen next right like you're just this random young lady or this little girl or whatever and then boom this stuff happens and then that kind of puts you into place like oh my god what's going on as opposed to that happening after a few hours into the game where you know you play 
15, 20 hours into the game and then you get her perspective that, you know, that sets her up. It's almost like I have deep rooted hatred and it's not a bad game. Right. But I have deep rooted hatred for Metal Gear Solid, too. I do. <laughs> because, oh, yeah, it's not a bad game. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Because of Raiden. And, and it's not a bad game, but it's because, you know, I played, you know, Oh, I played Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation 1 over. And oh, I can't even tell you how many times I beat that game from beginning to end. Got the tuxedo, the bandana, the, the camo, the stealth camo, all this other stuff. I got all this stuff from top to the bottom. Uh, spoke to Mei Ling on the transponder, all this stuff. Like all the little Easter eggs. Played it over and over again. So when Metal Gear Solid 2 came out, you know, I was in line at GameStop. Was it even GameStop then? I, I it might have been. It, it was Funko Land, I think. I think it was Funko Land here. Okay. We don't have Funko here. It, it was GameStop here, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't know. I think back then, our because you had GameStop and you had Funko Land. And okay. I think GameStop bought out Funko Land because remember, you had EB Games. Yeah. Yeah, all of them. But regardless of whatever it was, I remember getting to the store. It might have been GameStop back then. But anyway, I remember getting to the store. I was there like 7 o'clock in the afternoon, right? For the midnight sale? I mean, 7 o'clock in the evening, rather. For the midnight, yeah, I wanted the midnight release. I wanted to play it at midnight. So I got there at 7 o'clock in the evening, got in line. I waited, you know, until midnight or whatever. Waited till midnight, got my game, rushed home. I literally played that game all now. This is, you know, in my young heydays. Oh, yeah. You know, as a gamer. What, late 90s? Play, yeah, it was no, no, it was early 2000s. That was okay. early 2000s. Okay. Yeah, so I was in my 20s. Uh, early 2000s. I'm in my 20s. I played it all night long, right? Got to the point where you play as Raiden, thinking to myself, because the internet wasn't that big then, right? It wasn't like the internet was around, but it wasn't like huge not at this point it wasn't like you went to the the internet for everything you just kind of you know play and i'm like i'm thinking to myself i'm like okay at some point they're gonna switch back from raiding back to solid snake so i literally played the game i kid you not i played it from i got home like 12 15 i made something to eat i played the game all night long to like eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> right <laughs> beat it in one night i beat it in one night Oh, wow. And then I was like, okay. I was like, all right. Then probably Snake is going to be an unlockable character. <laughs> Turn right back around. Start playing it all over again. Beat it again with like minimal saves. Trying not to kill anybody because that's the whole thing about Metal Gear Solid. Like yeah. you get a better grade, uh, grade if you don't kill people. Try not to kill anybody, right? Still didn't unlock them. I was fierce. I ended up playing the game four times in a row. Not back-to-back days, but okay. four times completing it in like a week and a half or two weeks span just to find out you never get to play a snake other than the tanker level. Yeah. Man, I was so angry. So <laughs> angry. I was furious. Fur- and that's how I felt about The Last of Us too. I was like, man, y'all just did a switcheroo on us. And expect us to just, you know, swallow this. So I was angry. <laughs> I was sort of angry at first, but but as I went and, and as I realized, hey, I like Abby's weapons better, 
And then once I found out her motivation, I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I see it a little bit more from her perspective. And I eventually liked Abby. By the time she fights the Rat King, I'm a big Abby fan. And as a matter of fact, when everything unfolds, I was pulling for her. I would love to see if they do a, a I'm pretty sure they will do a Last of Us 3. I wouldn't mind Last of Us 3 being from Abby's perspective. And maybe, maybe we see Ellie introduced in the story halfway through as a non-playable character or something. I like Abby. And when I was playing through it, I want to ask you if you saw this. Did you get any Pulp Fiction vibes from it? Pulp Fiction? No. As far as as seeing part of the story, and then you see what happens from the other perspective. Oh, oh, you're talking about like the style. Right, the story. Okay. The whole story kind of style. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I I can see that. I... I actually like the storytelling style. I just wish they would have changed a couple things here and there. I think it would have made the game flow a little bit better. Uh, And we are going to get The Last of Us 3. However, uh, just recently, Neil Druckmann, the creator of the game, uh, well, the lead designer of the game, and uh, I think he's the uh, executive producer, co-executive producer on the show. He said uh, he doesn't know if Naughty Dog is going to be the ones they bring out uh, part three. They're working okay. on a multiplayer game right now. Okay. Uh, but he he doesn't know if they're going to bring if they're going to be the studio that produces uh, or makes uh, uh, makes number three. So uh, that has yet to be seen. But we'll be getting that game because they're making money. Like you know, yeah. Yeah. they're making money. The show is just doing tremendously well. So. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make part three. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the the sequel rule. If it makes money, we'll we'll do another one regardless. And that's the theme of Terminator Three. I think. Hey, we made so much money on T Two. Let's do another one. But the story is terrible. That's okay. We'll we'll make even more money, and then we can give them Terminator Salvation three years after that. That's yeah, terrible. Also, that's okay. We'll make a lot of money. Yeah. But, but you know what? I I actually like Terminator Salvation. I don't like uh, the guy who played uh, uh, was it Sam Worthington. I think he's, I think he's just box office poison, right? I, I yeah, I think the guy is like one dimensional, like he's like one. His acting, he probably is a nice guy. Like from all his interviews, like I think he's a nice guy. But as far as like in in like any movie I've seen him in, he's like so he's like kind of wooden. He's like you know his acting is good. Like even like he was to me. Of the ensemble cast of Avatar 2, mm-hmm. he was like one of the worst actors. One of the worst. Okay. You know, for him to have that many lines of dialogue, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been that big a fan of, of Zoe Saldana. I, I've, I've often said if, if Zoe is blue or green, I can watch her. If she's if she's her regular self, I don't want to see her. But if, but if she has a decent amount of makeup and or CGI, yeah, let's see Zoe. But um, Terminator Salvation wasn't terrible. Maybe I overstepped. But I think after we got Terminator 1, which I think is criminally underrated, you know, yeah. we love T2 because of all the technology and the liquid science, liquid Terminator and everything, liquid metal Terminator. But T1 was great. T2 mm-hmm. was pretty much industry changing. That was the first, if I'm not mistaken, $100 million budget movie that was phenomenal. 
T3 gave us pretty much what T2 gave us, except now Arnold and the new John Connor are being chased by, you talking about Wooden, by a supermodel. And everything they did in T2 was pretty much done away with. I had I had said for, for a long time, and we should definitely do a Terminator breakdown in a future episode. But when I heard that they were going to do a T3, I was asking, did some piece of the Terminator fall off? Was it another chip? Was another company working on it? How in the world can we still have Terminator? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there on pins and needles waiting for the big explanation. So they show a clip of Terminator and the new John riding the raggedy pickup truck. And he pretty much tells them in 10 seconds, it is because it has to be. And I'm thinking, wow. Y'all had years to come up with an explanation that this is it. And I really felt like getting up and walking out then. I mean, I, I really wanted to just get up and go ahead to the car. But I stuck around and was disappointed for the next two hours after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's just how it is. But we will do an episode on Terminator. But getting us back to the oh, yeah. subject at hand, let's talk about uh, The Last of Us show. Uh, uh, I think the last time we talked about the show was after... Uh, episode two it aired so since then we have had uh, four more episodes three four five and six right and uh, there have been a lot of developments uh, with our main two characters with Joel and Ellie Uh, we know we had that one episode that focused mainly on Frank and Bill which you know uh, we've discussed that that time honestly it it was a good episode don't get me wrong, but it, it, they they could have really focused that time on our main characters as opposed to us taking this tangent with two characters that really don't, they don't really impact the story that much at all. Yeah, because, because the, the story itself, people have different opinions. I wasn't really that happy with it, not only because of what was shown, but yeah, as you said, Bill Bill in the game mentions Frank. He mm-hmm. and Joel have a discussion that wasn't even a minute. And to give them a whole episode, dedicate one hour to Bill and Frank, which was 10 seconds of game time, when you're on a time crunch. Now, if they're going to make season one 20 episodes, and mm-hmm. we have time to cover everything. We don't have to leave anything out. Hey, toss that in, maybe. But if you're on a time crunch and you have to give us, like I told you the other day, I think episode six was the Cliffs Notes version of the game. Because <laughs> they just kind of just gave us just a little sliver of what happened. If you're on a time crunch like that, I don't think that Bill and Frank episode should have been that long. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, and it was one of the longer episodes. Uh, and you know, if it's part of an episode, that's fine. Uh, but you know, I like to keep us focused on our main characters as much as possible, with other characters kind of thrown in, you know, here or there, or you give them uh, some focus of the episode, but not the, the entire focus. So uh, when I think of that, I think of uh, Henry and Sam, right? Like they right. were. I think it was episode five where we get a lot of time with them, but they don't dominate 
the the you know the the majority of the episode which was good and, and that's pretty much the balance the balance is okay you you have to sprinkle these other characters in they should not be uh getting a an entire episode 95 percent of an episode yeah. for themselves and i and i feel you right because there are some elements that are truly kind of missing right like we haven't yeah you know we've we've let the world breathe some but we have not seen uh other than the end of episode five you don't have this impending feeling of doom all the time maybe they're gonna ramp that up in episode seven going forward but it's like you get these long periods without any infected which we know is heading west into area that's getting warmer and warmer the climate is changing like we should be seeing those interactions more amongst other things totally totally and for the spoilment family that might not have watched all of the episodes we give you a brief synopsis so yeah in uh, episode 3 it was pretty much about Frank and Bill and Joel was trying to find them so he could get transportation to drive out west to find his brother Tommy. Mm-hmm. So the so they finally get a truck and they drive to Kansas City. In the game, they drive to Pittsburgh. I'm not sure why they switched the cities up. Maybe the director is a Patrick Mahomes fan and he wanted to go to Kansas <laughs> City because of that. I'm not Whoa. sure. <laughs> Super Bowl champ Patrick Mahomes also is captain of my fantasy football team. So they go to Kansas City and they have some trouble when they get to Kansas City from some from some uh, people there. It's an army, but it's not the Fireflies. I can't remember the name of this army. But they basically hide out in, the up, up, uh, in an upscale apartment building or office building or whatever. In episode five, they find they, they meet Sam and Henry. Henry mm-hmm. is... Henry is a disgraced former member of this group. Uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty touching story. It's probably my favorite episode. It's it's pretty bittersweet. So Henry is, um, I mean Sam is deaf, and and I was seeing on on online Sam, the actor who plays Sam, actually is deaf. Yes, he is. And he's a child actor. What you think? Maybe he's ten or thereabout, ten or less, maybe. Yeah, he, he's around that age. I mean, you know, he's probably he's probably under twelve. So I right. mean, you know, he, he that was a you know because sometimes departures don't really work in shows or in games. Uh, well, I'm sorry, when you're doing adaptions, like when you're changing right. uh, the characters or you're changing main points of characters. However, I think they did a excellent choice in uh making uh sam uh uh impaired uh ha- making sam hearing impaired right too. yeah we, we just get a different perspective of that character and his relationship with his brother where he really needs henry and Definitely. henry and Henry really needs to protect sam uh right. it, it makes that dynamic that much more fragile is right. uh, you know it's more fragile uh, and it's more dependent, which is good in this story because, you know, if you take somebody who is totally capable or totally able to do so many things in this world, 
okay, if you die, you know, okay, they'll be fine. They'll be all right. They'll be good, right? Whereas if Henry dies and loses Sam and no one's there to protect him, then, you know, that is an extra point of despair and depression. Uh, So I I think them making that change, uh, you know, it really strengthens that bond, strengthens that relationship. And then also, you know, my pet peeve about kids in movies and shows. Right. right. They just, and I, I, I will say this, and I'm probably in the minority. Ellie gets on my last nerve. Like all that talking, like she's not, this is not the same character in the show from the game. Right. Like Ellie talks a lot in the game, but she's witty. She's clever. She's not mean. She's not biting. Right. right? She has her moments. Uh, but for the most part, she's like a really just just a really cool character. You don't mind being with her or escorting her the majority of the game. Whereas with Ellie, sometimes I'm watching the show and I'm just like, oh, my God, will you just please be quiet? Stop talking. Just stop. Yeah. Yes. Just, yes. Just annoying. Just so annoying. One thing, though, I can say the relationship in the show between Ellie and Sam makes her a little bit less annoying. It gives True. her more of a human side. Before the, to me, before they met them, she was like a vile mouth, a little wise, quite little wise cracking girl. Oh, just about if you can make Andrew Dice Clay a, a 13 year old girl. I mean, foul mouth and really <laughs> not too many redeeming qualities, but showing her with Sam, they make it seem like she's a little younger than she was portrayed earlier. You can see she's a kid. They're friends. Yep. In the game, they were closer to the same age. They say Ellie is 14. I think in the game, Sam was around 12 or so, so they really could have been neighbors who hang out from down the street. She was a lot older than Sam in this one, but they showed them reading this comic together, and they yep. showed them talking. And she knows sign language. They, they, they don't explain how she knows sign language, but I don't guess that, that's necessary. But to me, that gave her a lot more human element. That made me like her a little bit better. And I think that's kind of improved the character going forward for me. It was just a really, really good episode. I still complain when you look at so many big moments from the game, like the, the uh, Joel and Elliot trying to figure out how to get around this tank, which wasn't really a tank. It was like a truck with a mounted machine gun, but but it was pretty much a tank in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that was that was left out. Some of the tension of Joel trying to get to the house to battle against the sniper. Because in the game, you have the sniper in the house, and you have five or six guys trying to get you before you get to the house. They just had one old man who seemed like he was kind of senile and just shooting out of the window. And it being at night, I mean, I've never been a sniper, but I didn't see any kind of, like, uh, you know, night vision scope or, or laser pointer or, or, or anything. So this is a good point. Wonder, sniper rifle shooting out of the window in in pitch black dark. Yeah, but I mean, I don't mind departures from the game to the show when it's beneficial. Case in point, we we both liked when they had the the doctor on there who was in Jakarta. 
Mm-hmm. That was great. Departure from the game. I, th- I thought that was great. But when they leave out big moments from the game and give us the Cliff's Notes version of it, like in episode six, episode six in the game is huge. So um, basically, let me see where, where was I? Okay. So after they leave Sam and uh, Henry, they're mm-hmm. heading towards finding Tommy. Tommy is in Jackson, Wyoming, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So finding Tommy in the game, that was a pretty decent part. But then Tommy tells them that Tommy is a former Firefly. So he says, hey, the Fireflies are at University of Colorado something. Go Big Horns. That's the mascot. So they go to mm-hmm. the college. And that's a pretty big part in the game. They battle zombies, or they battle the infected, I should say. They battle yep. the infected. They battle um, uh, soldiers. They find a tape recorder that says, hey, all the fireflies have packed up and left, and now they're in this other location. It's a pretty long part of the game. It's it's, it's, it's over one or two chapters, I think. But in yeah. the show, they go in. They In the first or second room they go in, they're walking around and they look out the window and see some soldiers. And then they, they come out and they run to get back on the horse to get away. And what was a good, probably what you say, two hours in the game or more is about five minutes. They, they are, they're at the college. Yeah. yeah I'm, so, I'm kind of disappointed. Some, something like that. I actually, so I had this mixed up with another part, part that's later on in the game. Uh, when they see the giraffes, which I think is oh, one of the, the more beautiful scenes uh, within the show. So hopefully uh, we still get that at some point because that's after this. Uh, but but it, it does feel rushed. But doing some research on the episode, one of the reasons they may have uh, departed or, or kind of went away from that uh, metal bar going through Joel's stomach is that the Walking Dead actually did that with Rick. So uh, they might not have wanted to uh, have a scene in comparison with that. You know, that might have been one of the reasons or they might have just decided to change it altogether. Uh, But before I go further into episode six, I want to go into the infected, right? To look look at them. Uh, Because episode five, we get a huge... I mean, episode four, they kind of allude to it when, uh, uh, what's, what's the lady's name? The leader, the leader of We the People, the leader of the, the, the uh, they walk into a building and look for Henry and Sam and Joel and Ellie, and they walk to the building and the ground just kind of slumped down. It's like caving in. Uh, and then, you know, you see it move a little bit, and she's like, ah, oh, yeah, let's lock this down and whatever. And then by the end of episode five, we see what's underground. You got a bunch of infected. You got the uh, first stage infected. You have the stalker in there, uh, which tries to to kill Ellie and then eventually kills this lady. Uh, And and then you have the bloater, which is... And I'm thinking about as as I'm watching this, because you don't get... In the game, you don't get a lot of massive numbers of infected together. Right. Uh, as, as you get closer to the end of the game, like you're in the sewers, you'll see them maybe grouped up in like a group of five or six mm-hmm. or seven. 
Uh, I think the the biggest pack group is like ten. I think that's the biggest one that I counted playing the game. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you know, as that you have to encounter and go go uh, against. However, at the end of episode five, it's like a hive of them. Oh yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's like close to probably like 25, 30, oh, yeah. if not 35, 40. Yeah. And they just pour out of the ground. I mean, just pour out of the ground. And I was thinking to myself while I'm watching this, I was like, there's no way anyone would survive this world. Nobody would survive this world. This is just too much. It's it's too much without having military weapons and bombs and oh, yeah. airplanes and all. You just would never do it. You just won't survive. Yeah. Most definitely. And they also, people also wouldn't survive if they've got that mentality that, hey, I've got a machine gun. I can shoot my way out. I was thinking some of them would just gonna call it, call a straight up retreat. Let's yep. go run and get back in the trucks and drive away. I was joking with you yesterday, Cobra Commander would have lived. That's right. <laughs> Cobra Commander would have lived. He and Tomax, he, Tomax, and, and Zaymart would have jumped in the truck and uh, driven off. Destro might have been a hero in the Baroness and uh, Major Blood or some of them. But Cobra Commander would have lived to tell the story. But but yeah, I mean, I mean that was that was huge. And and the bloater from the show, it looks like it's a lot bigger and a lot more formidable than the bloater from the game. Yes, because this thing. This thing looks to be the size of what I would figure the Rat King to be if they bring the Rat King to the show. Mm-hmm. And the Rat King has, has got to be more monstrous than the Bloaters. So they've, they've got to make, they really got to dig deep for the Rat King. If, 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 if season one is going to be the whole first game and season two is going to be the second game, yeah, we, we've got to see the Rat King. But uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a very pivotal scene. And, and see, once again, when you give us something like that, it's excusable when it's not directly like the game. Uh-huh. But, but when you give us less, because they could give us fewer monsters, but if they're going to be more formidable, or fewer big scenes, if the scenes we get are going to be really intense. But to me, episode six is one of my least favorite. They, they just kind of short-changed, shortchanged us on that one. Meeting Tommy and going to the school shouldn't have been one episode, I don't think. Yeah, and I will say, I didn't didn't mind it as much because I knew after the the heavy lifting that episode five had to do with the story, the loss of Sam, uh, Henry taking his life, I knew that they were going to kind of, you know, just tap the brakes a little bit. Yeah. And and then kind of just, you know, tell a more nuanced story because they ain't want to just ramp it up. I think they're trying to save the ramping up for episodes 8, 9, and 10. So 7 is going to be threatening, but I'm really looking forward to 8, 9, and 10 because that's going to tell us, you know, uh, probably what's happening, set all that stuff up, and we go from there. What I do not know, because it's been so long since I played the game, what I do not know is where we're going to see the infected Again, like I already know one one action scene already in my head, uh, but you know where do we go as a end all be all with the infected, and then just go the evils of mankind, the evils of mankind, the evils of mankind over and over and over again. So that's one of the things that kind of bothers me that 
you know, if you're if you're gonna introduce the bloater, the next time you introduce him, we gotta have some some strategy for killing this guy, because without that, it's it's just gonna it should it should not work without that. I, I totally agree. That's unless they they're gonna give us a smaller version of what could be a bloater. Maybe this this guy from from episode five, this. A twelve foot tall uh, a bloater. Maybe he's a brand new incarnation that we hadn't seen in the game. Maybe they give us some more regular size bloater because the regular bloater <laughs> ought to be what, like Shaq size. Maybe he's seven feet tall or so. This dude looks like he was ten or twelve feet tall. He was you know? huge. Yeah, he was, he huge. was huge. He was huge. Okay, so so excellent point you made. They. They haven't given us very many episodes where the infected and the evils of man were both protagonists in the same show, I don't believe. No. So, okay. So at the at the end of um six, you know, Joel Joel gets gets injured. And uh, we know from the game that the that the next scene, you know, Abby is gonna have to get him some medicine. Ellie. Yep. Ellie, thank you. Mm-hmm. Ellie's yep, gonna have right. to give him some medicine. She's gonna to have to fend for herself. So, how close do you think episode seven they're gonna to stay to the game? Do you think it's gonna literally be uh, Ellie against these unknown people trying to trying to take over these cannibals, or do you think they'll try to sprinkle some infected in there? Uh, well, it w- it was both in the show, right? Like, cause that's how. Uh, they kind of gain her trust a little bit is oh, by yeah. is by helping her but, I, but with this so with this level of infected right how they move how strong they are how how numerous they are mm-hmm. i'm not sure how that's going to work just because this does these infected are different from the game in yeah. the game in the game you can more or less hide out you can hide out a little bit better in the game than you can in the show. Uh, and I think episode four and five kind of nailed that home to me because even though, you know, you have the, we, the people group behind the walls, if they're coming from up under the ground and the cordyceps is burrowing into the earth and it's just a matter of time before it burrows through the ground into your building or whatnot, then there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide. And one of the advantages you have uh, with the game and you don't have in the show is you see Joe's resourcefulness. He's building, you know, bombs, grenades. Oh, yeah. He, you know, he he's he got that shotgun. He's surgical with the shotgun. Yeah. Boeing arrow. He's surgical with the Boeing arrow. So you have you have that advantage going for you. As opposed to the show, all right, he has a revolver. And he got a shotgun. That's it. No heavy ordnance. No no incendiaries. No bombs. No flamethrowers. No anything. So you're basically running up against these things with 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 little or nothing. So I mean, that was one of the things that I think they could have spent right episode three showing us as well with Bill and you know Bill and Frank. Even if they wanted to introduce Bill and Frank. Why not have Bill show Joe how to make a grenade or show him how to make like a homemade uh, 
Claymore or whatever you, you know, what, what have you. Why not have that? Because he's going to need that stuff in order to fight all the things that are coming in order to get Ellie where she needs to go. And I think they did a, 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 a great uh, uh, misservice there by them not showing us that. Totally agree. And just as a nod to the game, even though it would be kind of silly, but it would be pretty cool if they just found a random pair of scissors lying around. Like, hey, let's let's grab this. Maybe we can use this to make a shield. Or <laughs> find a, a find a random a random brick and show Joel putting that in his jacket, saying, "Hey, I might need this later." Because it's it's a it's a crazy number of scissors, bricks, and random stuff you find in the games but but yeah you know I'm hoping they hadn't painted themselves in the corner by not giving giving Joel these extra skills because yeah these these are zombies I keep saying zombies this these this, these infected is is pretty tough and I have to give them credit you know Night of the Living Dead uh, shout out to Candyman Tony Todd was the first zombie movie I saw and then I saw a couple, I think it's George Romero, I think he did a couple of them. Yeah, he's the, he's the father of all these modern zombie movies. Most definitely. And then, of course, you know, the the Walking Dead, Rick and uh, Negan and, 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 and all of these people. This, this zombie in The Last of Us is plant-based, which is, which is pretty interesting. And I've heard that there really is a quadriceps virus. I hope this never happens for you know in in real life so to speak but it's more of that's an extra level of, of realism and yeah these show zombies aren't like the ones in the game and i think that whole creativity kind of expanding on what we've gotten needs to be applauded somewhat because on the show even they don't even pass the quadriceps through bites you know, if you think back to when our test got infected, they showed basically this guy, his mouth got close to hers and some kind of tentacles came out. And like yeah. the old lady in the first episode, you kind of see something like that then too. So kudos to them for coming up with a brand new undead infected slash zombie type monster for this movie. I mean, for this, for this television show. Yeah, and, and you know, and that goes to show, you know, their ingenuity there, right? Because it's, it's not just bites. Like, we know Sam got bit and he turned like that, but to have it, you know, I, in a way, I wish they had the spores still because that's one of the things they went away from uh, mm -hmm. with the show. They went away from uh, the infection happening through too much inhalation of spores. Right. Uh, but, but I guess that can be a little ambiguous. But one of the things that, that I liked about the game that we really didn't get with the show is uh, with the game, you get one and, and you know, it's something we can overlook, but it's a small tidbit, but I think it's very, very powerful. Right. Uh, when they go to the hospital where, where that we just saw in episode six in the game, of course, you know, in the game, you get backstory, you get notes and all this other stuff. Right. In the, uh, in the game, there's one note in particular where a doctor gets infected with cordyceps mm -hmm. because he was bitten by a monkey that they injected cordyceps into. Right. And, and stuff like that really makes the world that much more bleak because if the cordyceps can jump from insects to animal, 
right or, or insects to uh, uh you know another species other than man then it makes it that much harder for you to defeat something like this and it makes ultimately the idea of a vaccine that more much uh more far-fetched so yeah. it kind of adds a different layer and i was actually hoping while i was watching episode six i was hoping i was like oh man i hope they come across a note that talks about you know why the hospital is empty how somebody got infected from the monkey and blah 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 but we didn't get enough time for that to breathe and i, I thought it was set up just right with the other monkeys kind of you know leaping through the wall yeah. leaping through the windows and all this other stuff it was set up uh perfectly but that's one of the things you know i i wish they would kind of stuck with that world building aspect that we got in episode one and we got in episode two and we we partially got in episode three uh with bill's flashbacks and even the uh the the flashback of them showing where that woman and that baby doll dress came from that was on the skeleton mm-hmm. exactly so that's one of the things I was kind of hoping for because I would like I would I would have liked to see maybe you know something like that with the doctor and the monkey or maybe something with the president speaking to the people uh, and that might be something they say for later episodes but I think those small additions add a lot to the story and to the show. I totally agree, and especially when they're going to take stuff out. You know, I would just imagine um, that the uh, guy you said his uh, name is Neil Druckmann. Okay, so on set, since he works for Naughty Dog, he's the connection between the game and the show. I I could just imagine a bunch of people, like I always say, they sit in a conference room drinking coffee and whatnot, and somebody has a board. And on this board, we're coming up with the biggest story beats from the game. These are what we need to put in this show. And, of course, there's not time for all. Maybe there might be budgetary issues with CGI. I'm assuming HBO has pretty decent budget for this. But they can't include everything because they're going to try to squeeze this in. Now, the fact that they have the, the ability to go over, uh, case in point, if this was on CBS, we can't go over a 45-minute show. Because we don't have to be on for an hour. We got to have 15 minutes of commercial. This is HBO. The first episode was an hour and 40 minutes. So some of these things that they're leaving out, I think we might be giving them a pass when we shouldn't. Because I just couldn't imagine. Like I said, they got all of this. I, I still see this board, and you see it too. And it's, we've got to include this. We've got to include that. Frank and Bill, I don't think should have been able to come in and bump some of these other things that shouldn't have taken the tank away that shouldn't have taken out that that fight scene in the gym you know that shouldn't have got in the way of a lot of things of um of Joel jumping off the bridge to save Ellie and then, then that next scene where they going through this pretty much this abandoned this abandoned area and when they finally get out they see on the other side infected do not enter you know it's a lot of great story beats i forgot about that oh man that was great yes a lot of great stuff that's been left out and if you own this big of a time crunch how do you give a 10 second uh mention 
in the, in the game one whole episode. And I just kind of wonder, so 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 from saying all of that, we we pretty much gotten over half half of the show, half of season one. Ten episodes, we're sixty percent in. So we have seven, eight, nine, and ten. We have four episodes left. What's your general outlook for the rest of the season? Do you think we're gonna end it up on a high note with well not well, this is such a bleak story. Do you think we will be <laughs> We will be um, satisfied <laughs> with what we have to wrap it up for these last four. Or do you think we're going to be left wanting more? Hey, yeah, I think so. I think we'll be satisfied. Uh, I mean, you know, they have done a good job so far. I mean, this is better than, honestly, it's better than 95% of the stuff that's, that's out right now, right? It is. It definitely is that with, with all the other shows, like we we kind of nitpicking, right? But this isn't yeah. it, this isn't Lord of the Rings, Ring of Power. This this isn't that. This, this is you know because that was they spent goo gobs more money and they have way more source material than the Last of Us have, right? Like decades worth of source material, and we see how that show went. It, that was ridiculously bad. Uh, horrible, so much so that I was like, I can't even finish this. That's how bad it was for me. Yeah. You, you got other shows that are out. You got movies that are out right now. They're just letting people down left and right. So I think we'll be fine here. Uh, I, they're going to compact a lot of stuff. I think episode, especially episodes, the back half, right, like that that latter half, eight, nine, and ten, or nine and ten is going to happen at breakneck speed. I just hope. That it doesn't happen so fast that we miss out on the elements uh, that the story needs to breathe. But I think we have that right now, right? We have the, the major story points with us, you know, exploring Joel and his daughter, Sarah. Uh, Joel and Ellie. Uh, Joel and his brother. Um, God, what is Joel's brother name? Tommy. Tommy, thank Tommy. you. Joel and Tommy. So we we have those elements and Tommy and his wife. So we have those elements there. The only thing that we're missing, which I think we're going to get next episode. Next episode is probably going to be the episode that focuses on the the backstory of Ellie uh, with, uh, you know, how she got infected. That's probably going to be in the entire episode. I know the trailer looks like that is showing that. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be the entirety of the episode. We'll probably get five minutes of showing what's up with Joel and Ellie after, you know, him getting stabbed in the stomach. And then it's going to all be flashbacks. Basically, uh, the, the Left Behind DLC. Yep, that's it. It's going to be Left Behind. Uh, so we'll we'll get that probably for episode seven, the entirety of it. They'll probably introduce somebody at the end of episode seven that carries over in episode eight. And then, you know, we'll have that conflict there. And then episode nine and ten will more than more than likely be Joel and Ellie meeting up with the Fireflies and then the outcome of that. That might just be episode ten. Uh, but episode eight and nine are definitely going to be the aftermath of certain things that happen that I don't want to spoil for anyone. Yeah, even even though we spoiled quite a few already. Yeah, we have, we have. But this the whole, the whole jug of milk. Yeah, this this 
yeah, this one hasn't come up all the way, so I didn't I don't want to spoil it, but it, it's good stuff. But I think we'll be fine, right? I think uh, it's gonna be fine. I just hope it doesn't feel rushed. Okay. That's if it feels rushed, then I'm gonna be upset about that because going back to to like we said, there are other things they could have done in order to not rush the storyline. So we're kind of you know, hopefully it goes within a, a decent pace. Okay. Well, I, I think this is this is going to be one of the rare times we're going to switch hats. You you are, are, are normally wearing the half <laughs> empty hat. I don't know if I'm necessarily the half full hat. Maybe I'm just even. But I I don't my interpretation of it, and I hadn't even seen the trailer. I didn't realize that we're going to get the left behind for episode seven. I'm. I felt a little better when it started. When when it started, and like I say, they showed these people on this news podcast. I mean, this newscast. I'm like, wow, that's different. We didn't get that in the show. They giving us a little bit more. And when they showed in the second episode, they showed the scientist from Jakarta, that lady. I thought it was good that we didn't get everything in episode one that we got in the game. They kind of fast forwarded through some of that. Slight Cliff Notes version, not as much Cliff Notes as this going to the college. But it's, it seems like as it's going on, I have, I felt, I would say, kind of even about more episodes than I've liked. Like episode four, it was, it was even. I wouldn't, I didn't dislike it or necessarily love it. I really thought episode five was great, and I was disappointed by episode six. It's kind of going up and down, and I'm kind of expecting, especially since you said in the next one, it's going to be the left behind. So then that's going to give us just 8, 9, and 10. And I'm hoping somewhere somebody says, we've got to nail the ending. You know, maybe if you take a take a couple false steps on the way to the, to the last hospital, that's okay. But we've got to really nail the ending of it. And my outlook isn't quite as bright as yours. I'm, and I think now, granted, I played the game and I beat the first game twice, so I know that story pretty well. If I never played the game, I never picked it up. If I didn't even know this show was based on a game, I probably would like the pacing and I might like everything that's going on. But I can't help but compare. And when I compare what we got with the game and what we've got with the show. The, the, the game is far superior. I see a lot of people. I was on Facebook yesterday, and it was so funny. Some guy was on there saying he really hopes that the, the game is as good as the show because the show is great. And I'm thinking, you know, this is a show based on a game. And I'm thinking, you must have slept under a rock since 2013. So expecting the show to be the game might be a little bit unrealistic and this wouldn't be my first time to have unrealistic expectations but I'm looking for the back half of the season I have high hopes but my hopes aren't based on as much solid ground as yours I think I'm hoping for the best but I'm kind of preparing for the worst I will say the worst I'm I'm preparing for not the best maybe Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's you know, if Game of Thrones have taught me anything, yeah. it's you know, prepare because HBO can't break hearts at times. Yes, so we'll see. I don't. I don't think we're gonna get 
the exact same ending. So let me make a couple, you know, uh, a couple of, uh, of uh, uh, what do you call it? Not prophecies. I want to... Uh, <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> predictions, predictions. Predictions. A couple of predictions here. So, so for one, I don't think the show is going to end in the exact way that the game does. Okay. Meaning that, you know, without ruining the end of the story, it, it ends in the shootout, basically. Yeah. I, I don't think the game is going to end in the shootout. Just because that character isn't the same character in the game, right? Like in the game, you, you know, this character is just a, uh, it's just a, a force of nature. Like you, 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 you don't get, let me just be honest. You don't get the, the, the Joe in the show is good and he is strong and he is capable, yeah. but this, that ain't the Joel in the game. The Joel in the game is a man. Look, he is a killer. He is a killer. He he is. Uh, and you know, Ellie helps him through a, a couple times during the show. And the game that only really happens like one time prior to this, and that's when he was basically uh somebody jumped him and they tried to drown him. And he, you know, he kind of walked into a trap almost. Basically that's what happened. That was another yep. scene that got killed by this Cliff Notes. Yep, Cliff that was it. That's not important enough. We don't need to, need to show him that. Yeah, and so <laughs> in, the, in, in the show, when Ellie shoots that dude, and she doesn't kill him, right? She doesn't kill the dude. She shoots him and wounds him. In the game, she kills the guy to help Joel because Joel was about to die. But that Joel in the game, he is a force of nature. Yeah. He is killing people with bricks. He's Rambo beating them up with sticks. Yeah. He is he is an animal. And and you see in the game why this guy has survived all this time because he is an animal. I mean, he when he when that that switch flips for him, he turns into somebody else and that's not the same person we have on the show, right? Like we see a a lot more vulnerabilities in this Joe. Yeah. He's a lot more in tune with his emotions. Like, we get part of that in the game, right? Like, he gets in tune with his emotions. But when it's time to go, when it's go time, oh, that Joe right. is it. So, one of my predictions is we will not get the shootout in the end of this like we did, you know, in the game. We will not get that. Uh, the second prediction is I think they're going to... We're going to get another uh, uh, intro video, like in episode one or two. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, where we, the first one where we uh, got the, uh, the 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 scientific show or whatever you want to call it with mm -hmm. the interview. And then the second one where we get the scientists in Jakarta. I think we'll probably get around episode nine or 10, probably episode 10, uh, an intro connected something to like the president or maybe Congress or the acting president uh, because that that is one of the, the, the big points in the first game, right? Like you don't see it, but you get all of these clippings right. about how Congress and the president and all these other people are dealing with uh, the outbreak or outbreak. Right. They, they, how they're dealing with it, how the world is going to go on and 
this won't be the last of us and all this other stuff because we haven't really gotten anything to talk about the title of the show. So my second prediction will be we will get an intro like that, whether it be the president or some type of other government official, and they will say something like, uh, you know, the, the American people will live on, blah, 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 blah. This will not be the last of us. Uh, so that that's my second prediction. Uh, so that's where, where I probably think we're going, but we'll see. Okay. Um, as far as your predictions, I like the second prediction a lot because I like how they, you know, I like when the show ties back into the name. You know, I always um, think about one of my favorite sports movies. At the at the end of it, the um, the assistant coach says, "And and tonight they will." Remember the Titans. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. That's one of the best ones. That's one of the best ones. And so I, so I love stuff like that. It's a little cheesy, but hey, bring on the cheese. It is, but it's all good. Um, I think that sounds very logical. The only thing is, and we'll have to save this for a future podcast, I want to definitely have us predict season two. Season okay. two of the game is pivotal on said shootout. So, depending on which route they're going to go, are they going to give us The Last of Us Season 2 based on Season 2 of the game? Or do we get The Last of Us Season 2 based on what these writers have guessed we would like, a lot Game of Thrones? Because then they get to a point where uh, George R.R. Martin had written as much as he was going to write at the time of filming. And they kind of got some of these showrunners to kind of go their own way toward the end of it, which was miserable. Yes. I mean, they had – so here's the thing. With the main parts of what he was going to do, he actually told them the main parts of what he was going to do. Okay. But the problem with that is if a person doesn't know how to execute that or how to get there or steps to get there, it falls apart. So so I I think – so let me kind of clarify a little bit. I think we're going to get almost the same ending mm-hmm. that we got from the first game. But I don't think it's going to unfold exactly the way it unfolded into the game. Okay. If that makes sense. No, it makes, makes perfect sense because, because I already know all of the spoiler information. So that okay. makes perfect sense. I'm curious to see how they do that. If, if they're going to make it a straightforward game to show adaptation or if they're going to make a couple of exceptions. Okay, I already spoiled earlier that Joel didn't make it through Last of Us uh, Part 2 of the game. Maybe I shouldn't have, but it's already out there. So, if they are going to do the game like that, I don't really know about Season 2 without Pablo Pascal. Or Pedro Pascal, my fault. Yeah. I don't really know how the show works without Joel. I was curious to see how the game was going to work without Joel. I was really on the edge of my edge of my seat and wondering if I was going to like it. I ended up liking it, but you know, for the people who haven't played the game and don't know what's 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 coming, and we don't even know if that's what we get for a season two, so it's pretty much up in the air, but I wouldn't be surprised if season two deviated from the game a whole lot. Yeah. 
Well, from what they've been saying, they, they say it's going to stay true. Okay. The only way that I can see that happening is if they recast Ellie. Most definitely. Uh, you know, I just don't, you know, nothing against Bella Ramsey, right? The girl who plays Ellie on the show. Nothing against her. But it's just, you know, she's she's not old enough to make that transition. She's just not. She's not old enough to make that transition because there's a, a time leap in between the first game and the second game, which I think is about, I don't know, several years. It's, it's several years of a leap. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, you know, I, I don't think you can age her up like that. So it uh it it, it kind of you know brings the question like all right who do you bring in you gotta bring in somebody good so it's you know it's not bad so that's where we're at uh, going into the end of the season uh, and like you said hopefully season two they're able to kind of transition and pick back up and and you know do some things they need to do because if not the story is gonna suffer if they don't. They don't make that uh, transition well. But we'll see. We'll see. Definitely will. And I'm curious to see how they're going to handle some of the more controversial elements of season two. I mean, you know, this is the world that we we, we live in. HBO is pretty progressive. Or I don't know if progressive is the right word. But HBO is pretty much, let's say, up with the time. So I'm I'm assuming a lot of that stuff is going to go in. one of the things I thought was a little clunky coming from game one to game two, in the first game when Joel would do something shocking, you know, like you had mentioned earlier, Joel is a bad man. When he would do something shocking, Ellie would sort of flinch or she would say something or she would pretty much look like, wow, that's really disturbing. I'm not sure how you did that. So we go to the second game, we have a four year time jump. And then it comes out that Ellie is a soldier. She can walk up behind zombies and stab and shoot people and do all kind of unthinkable things from Ellie of the first game to Ellie of the second game. And some people will say, well, you know, that's a hard world. They've done this, they've done that. But in the second game, she's in Jackson. She's pretty much in the neighborhood. She's in a nice house. She's learned to play the guitar. She has friends. They have social events. So she shouldn't necessarily uh, transform from some regular 14-year-old kid who's done some things and seen some things to a soldier. And I don't know if we'll ever get any explanation, any backstory on what changed Ellie's mindset or her experience level, but I kind of wonder how they're going to handle that transition. And getting an older actress than Bella Ramsey, I think that's pretty much vital for season two. I think that's a good point. I I, I never really thought about that until you just said, now. Nah, I've only played uh, part two uh, one time. I've only played it through one time. Uh, whereas I played the previous game multiple times, right? Multiple times I beat it, gone through it. it it's at least six or seven times that I beat the game from beginning to end. Uh, and I never really thought about that transitional period because if she's living behind these walls, right, even going out, and, and we know she has some training from Federal, mm-hmm. right? But even going out on supply runs with other people, that's not the same as you going out by yourself. That's not the same as you going out into the big city. Uh, th- those are small supply runs in a uh, pretty rural environment. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you know, even Tommy said in the last episode, he's like, yeah, you know, when we do get one or two, 
they're by themselves. Yeah. And, and that's about it because we're not with, uh, you know, we're not near a major populated area. Uh, so that will be something that'll have to be addressed uh, going into into season two, uh, as well as a couple other things as well, including uh, Tommy and how he approaches his aspect of uh, things in part two. So that it's, it's a lot going on there that uh, we'll have to see what's what and and how that's happening. But uh, for the most part, I'm hoping they can stick the landing. Uh, for the for, yeah for the show and going into season into season two, but we'll we'll definitely be covering the rest of the episodes as uh as they progress and as they go forward. Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping for the rest of the season going well. I I can't say I have total confidence that they won't disappoint me, but. Once again, you know, if I take out the fact that I played through the first game twice, you know, for the people who haven't seen, who haven't picked up a controller or, or even worried about PS3 through 5 and, you know, play the actual game, they're they probably thinking, wow, this is a pretty good show or, or a very good show. So so I will temper my expectations. I'm, I'm definitely hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and, and it is a good show, right? Like, we... We definitely, and we're going we're gonna to pretty much talk about, I guess, uh, we're going to talk about the MCU next, because Ant-Man just came out, uh, yeah. and, because, yeah. and <laughs> so, you know, talk, talk about bad, bad television and bad productions, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we got Jonathan Majors, which is good, and something, and then, oh, goodness, oh, goodness, so. Yeah. So, you know, I can't, I, I'm not going to grade The Last of Us too hard because it's a lot of other stuff that's just, man, it's falling. The, you know, uh, what movie was that? My man was like, the plane has crashed into the mountain. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's how I feel with the MCU right now. Yeah, me too. So, me too. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, uh, the plane has crashed into the mountain. But that, that noise you heard was the Titanic hitting the iceberg. All that stuff is out that's it and and you know we said before on the previous episode because we and we lost part of that episode so for those who might be thinking oh this is new and uh no it's not we actually lost part of episode we we i was talking about how ant-man would be uh that's gonna be the make or break thing for marvel so uh we'll be talking about that probably you want to talk about that next week i think that's a great idea we need to definitely definitely cover Ant-Man next week, and you know they always say hindsight is twenty-twenty, but you know if I can if I can use a sports metaphor, if the MCU is dependent on one of their bench warmers to make a game-winning three-point shot, the game is pretty much lost before you got out there. Look, Ant-Man <laughs> three. Look, Ant-Man three is this year's NBA All-Star game. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Lack. Luster, lack. See, I didn't. I didn't want to give it like luster. We'll definitely go into details next week. Okay. All we'll right. Definitely okay. go into details next week. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep <laughs> next thought until the until the next podcast. All right, that works. That works. So yeah. with that, then we're gonna wrap up. Uh, thank you all. Oh, yeah. For listening uh, to the Sport Mill podcast, please remember to continue to like and subscribe this podcast. 
if you want to connect with us, uh, you can find us on Facebook under Spoiled Milk, uh, or you can uh, email us at SpoiledMilkWeb at Gmail, or even find us on Instagram at SpoiledMilkWeb, or even on YouTube under that same name where we do like little videos about collectibles and things like that. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you can, drop a review wherever you listen to your podcast at. That way we can know uh, whether we're doing a good job or even if you want to tell us, hey, you know, you guys have never covered this. You know, uh, drop in what you want us to cover and we will take the time to watch it. Don't set us up, though. We don't want to watch. Don't set us up. Not a bunch of garbage. Don't set us up. You know, we'll watch some garbage because that's what we do. But, you know, uh, please don't do it to us. Don't do it. But until we uh, speak to you guys again, have a great one.